0: Hello, GEO members and listeners. My name is Islam El and this is the After Bargaining Podcast, a podcast on the ongoing bargaining between the GEO, Graduate Employees Organization, and the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. I'm joined with one of the two lead negotiators today, Sam D. Froiland, who will delve into the details of what happened yesterday on the second, third month of the year, 2023. This is the 24th bargaining session we have been bargaining for a few days less than a year Um, and recently we have been mobilizing members for a while and had a great attendance in a general membership meetings Uh, like I always iterate the GEO is a member-run organization and union the decisions the bargaining team and the rest of GEO do are driven by members and their voices what we have been hearing is that members are fed up with stagnating wages skyrocketing inflation and lingering precarity of living paycheck to paycheck. And we are all fed up because we're also our graduate workers, just like the rest of the members. And we want to see year-round healthcare. We want to see increased wages commensurate with inflation. And this is where Sam Froyland is going to bring us into the loop on the happenings of the bargaining session where we indeed ended up talking about wages and healthcare. All right, Sir Florian, so uh, tell us what happened in the last session. So not the one that happened yesterday, but the one before it. So people are in the loop. But also to listeners, you can always check our website for the previous episode and get uh, direct details from the reporter, which was Chelsea last episode. But so, yes, Sam, tell us. All right,
1: Sam, so in the last session, GEO came with a comprehensive package proposal. This included a proposal for a two-year contract and a roughly 32.5% wage increase to the minimum over two years, 22.5% of that in year one, which would equal out to about 23600 and 10% of that in year two, which would be 25600 Other things included in the proposal were year-round health care and the waiving of fees. However, when the university administration countered us in that session, they only really counted on non-economic items. And they said that they needed more time and were going to have an economic proposal for us in two weeks. Needless to say, our members of the session were none too happy about this.
0: And so the, that uh, session, the 23rd, which was two weeks ago, um, ended with a tone that was filled with anger and frustration that we got a non-economic response. And now this time, um, what happened on the 24th bargaining session? Did they come up with an economic response?
1: They did. So they came with an economic response. They put it in a comprehensive package proposal. So what they did is they put all the non-economic items from the previous session and they put that with an economic offer. Uh, In the substance, they offered very little movement on wages. They offered us roughly 18% wage increase over five years and 4%. Uh, increase in year one, and that four percent. That's not an increase from their previous proposal, which was in November last November. They did, however, include summer health care in all five years. Of the proposal, unlike the previous one, which just had it in two.
0: What does that clause for or article particularly about summer health care? How is it framed? Do we do we have to be enrolled and have assistantship, or how is it like if you well, could yeah. So what
1: they're proposing for summer health care is how it's been working for many of us the previous several, the past years since the pandemic began, uh, which means that we have to enroll for zero credit hours and then we can pay, you know, the, it's a 300 and something dollars for the health care fee, or you pay your student fees. So it actually ends up being a little bit more. So... Uh, That's their proposal. Essentially, they're trying to extend what we've previously had, and they would make it a contractual right. However, they did open up a possibility that in the future, uh, what might end up happening is that instead of having to pay that fee in the summer, that it would be part of the spring semester fee, that when you pay for insurance in the spring, it would also cover the summer. But there's no guarantee for that. It just means that if the university... Ops for a system where we just have a fall enrollment period and a spring enrollment period that that would also cover summer
0: okay so if somebody had an assistantship in the spring the idea and they don't have anything in the, in the summer and they're not enrolled in anything they would get um uh, a, a summer health care correct
1: so in either way people could get summer health care without an appointment in the summer uh but this would make it uh, more simple for people, I would say. It would stop this whole weird, you know, enroll for zero credit thing in the summer. So exactly.
0: Sure. Well, uh, anecdotally, back when I was at the University of Washington, which had a very feisty uh, union and also history of labor struggle, um, it was regardless if you take credits or no credits, you have assistantship or anything, always in the summer, if you had an appointment in the spring, that means in the summer trolls to it, you don't have to pay your single thing. So, you know, this is what we should be aspiring for as, uh, you know, as uh, organizers and as people who are impacted. We also fall off our bikes in the summer. We get injured. We get into car accidents. Uh, we get stabbed and, and other things in the summer. So not everything stops. So you
1: um, so to tell me about the time you got stabbed in the summer. So, oh, yeah. Well, back oh. in
0: 1949. So,
1: wow. yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, yes. <laughs> the yeah, crap yeah. itself. And actually, not just... Uh, university of Washington has summer health care. The majority of our, quote-unquote, peer institutions, as defined by the university, have summer health care. So Illinois is really just catching up to what most of our competitors have, right, uh, with, with their offer of, you know, uh, the summer health care offer. Most other Big Ten universities, even, quote-unquote, peer, inst- you know, universities have this already.
0: Oh yeah. And I think maybe even uh University of Washington is one of the peer universities mm-hmm. because they kind of compete on research and whatnot. But uh yeah, we can let the gossip off for another special episode of <laughs> Bloppers or whatever. But uh so they gave us this uh response which you said that it's in total for the span of 5 years it's 18% right. uh increase which translates to 4% of wage increase a year, correct? Uh, roughly and that's way below inflation rate and especially way below a consumer uh, price index, um, meaning the things that the households consume on a daily basis, like eggs and milk and gas and so forth. So um, how did those who are concerned with this respond to it? How did members respond to this proposal?
1: They were not happy. Uh, a lot of people brought up inflation and that their proposal still represented a pay cut. Uh, they also looked at where our peer institutions are right. at in terms of wages, as defined, as I said before, as defined by the university's own website, and they could see when adjusted for cost of living, the University of Illinois has a minimum stipend that is near the very bottom. So we're not, we're not close to these other peers. We're at the very bottom of all these peer institutions. So they see uh, all the money that the university is making and the increase to the net unrestricted funds, And they were asking, they were asking us, and we're like, well, we'll ask Rob that question, you know? Why why is it that they have all this money and they can't pay us a competitive wage, uh, you know, compared to what other universities are paying?
0: Right. And this is, I think, the important part where if a graduate worker... Is, uh, or graduate students is thinking of applying here and sees these laughable wages, they would probably go somewhere else. And so you loss of talent, loss of so many other... But it's, so the attractive, the lucrative aspect of, you know, the Quatlus, how much one gets paid. And, uh, okay, so w- that, they weren't happy, and, and, and so did we go to caucus? Well, what happened after that? Yeah, so after
1: we caucused, uh, you know, we had a very thorough discussion with our members. And we came back into the room after our caucus, and you know, we discussed with the admin uh, the facts I was just talking about. You know, talking about, well, you know, Rob, uh, the admin bargaining team, do you understand where we fall compared to our competitors? Uh, we presented data specifically that two of our members, uh, Anai and Tony, who uh, they worked on uh, this data set, which you can see it's uh, posted on our socials, and they compared. Uh, where our proposal is, that, you know, that 22.5%, that year one number, where would that put us amongst our peers? And where does the status quo number land us? by uh, like 19,300. Even with admin's number, if you adjusted that 4%, it only put us a rank higher. So we went from second to last to third to last, essentially, is what we'd go with. And what we found is even what GEO is asking for, this 22.5, we wouldn't even be at the top. We would be in the middle. Uh, So we presented that to the administration, uh, and they also heard from our members. Uh, There were several testimonials that talked about how it's really hard just to live uh, with the wages that are paid to them, that it's really hard to escape debt. Uh, When you have any type of medical bills, these things pile up, and you're faced with, well, do I go into debt, or do I skip on my rent? And people have to choose going into debt because they don't want to get evicted, uh, so they make tough choices. And so uh, we presented uh, yeah, we presented a lot of information to the administration.
0: So one thing to clarify, when, when we say, oh, do we get paid 25K? And then I know that the University of Washington, they get paid 29. Does that put us below them? Well, we will also adjust this, what Anne and uh, Tony did. They adjusted that graph and those numbers to the cost of living, to the tax rate, to the fees that they pay, Every semester, uh, which is a pay cut, they pay you money and be like, ah, just give it back actually, or give us a portion back. And so they adjusted all of these things. And I, we highly recommend members to go check us out on socials and, and see the details of those graphs. But um, I also following what's happening because I was there, but so what did members do during the session? Did they freak out? Did they take action?
1: Yeah, uh, members were not happy. So... After we presented this data, we asked our members what they thought of the proposal. We asked them, well, do you, do you accept this proposal? And they unanimously know, said no. And they were angry. And they, they walked out of the room uh, to show their frustration.
0: So all the uh, 17 people there sitting, they...
1: Yeah, the bargaining team stayed. Uh, we bargained. Uh, but our members who were there observing everything, uh, they were unhappy. They walked out, uh, and they were making a lot of noise, uh, expressing their discontent. And, uh, yeah, the admin bargaining team, generally speaking, uh, well, they were not very responsive to our data, but uh, maybe even a little hostile and angry uh, at times. Uh, but they seemed, uh, I would say, observant uh, of our members' uh Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah.
0: And and this is the one of the things that I remember. You asked Rob how much of a raise did he get last year? And what was the raise that he got? Well,
1: not Chiquita technically asked that. But uh, uh, yes, not Chiquita
0: asked about the raise that Rob got. Rob got a $5,000. Oh, just $5,000. Yeah, and uh, we're asking for uh, much less than that. But uh, that's okay. Um, and so, okay, so what, what does this mean? So what happened after members left and, and and Rob and his team, Rob, the lead negotiator, they were pissed off. What happened after that?
1: So we requested mediation. Uh, our members and us felt like it was time. Uh, we saw the administration's offer, and it didn't seem to suggest that... Uh, that they were willing to progress negotiations. Uh, We're going to keep showing up. We're going to keep bargaining. uh, But we think it's it's time to uh, go into mediation.
0: And so in your own words, for those who don't know what mediation is, especially in terms of bargaining, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, so mediation uh, means that uh, if it's jointly agreed to, and the administration has yet to say whether they are in agreement to go to mediation, Uh, together. But what it means is that we request a a third party to come in and mediate the negotiations between the parties. Uh, So we would be in separate rooms and we would pass proposals indirectly through this third party.
0: Okay, so we asked them for mediation and then they said uh, that they will consider it?
1: Yes, they said that they would consider it.
0: And so where, the, where, the, where does that leave us? So right now we received a response from them. What? Uh, wh- what's next? What does this mean? And Are we going to sign this? No.
1: Well, uh, you know, in our next bargaining session, it's on the 9th. Uh, so that's, that's next week. That's Thursday, uh, March 9th, from 12 to 4. And GEO will be responding to the admin's proposal. Uh, so we need, we need people to come out. Let them know what you think about them offering... for the first year. Uh, Let them know. Uh, We know members are not happy. We know that they want an actual wage increase. Uh, So come out. Let them know.
0: And um, as we all know, this month particularly is... uh, Women's history struggle, and particularly uh, the 8th of this month is International Women's Day or International uh, women, uh, Worker Women's Workers' Day. Um, and there's going to be a lot of events happening during this coming week related to issues um, uh, related to women. And uh, so on the 8th, there's going to be um, a couple of events. But then on the 9th, which is the bargaining day, we urge all parents... To bring their kids at 11 o'clock and they will at 11 o'clock a.m. and we will march from Swanland to the bargaining sessions location bring pots and pans and scream and shout because what the admin is telling us is that you want childcare we're not gonna give you that we're gonna give these gonna give you these crumbs and we're not gonna listen to you and so we need to show them that we cannot take time off of Taking care of our children, we have to be graduate assistants, teacher assistants, at the same time as doing child care. And if we want to do an actual child care, we put them in a facility to do the child care for us. We cannot afford that, and so we need to show our power. Bring your kids, bring your pots and pans, bring all the duties that you have to do alongside being a graduate student to that bargaining session. Anything else, Sam? You want to add? Members, keep showing up. This is the only way that we can fight a better contract. Nothing's going to change unless if we act. We cannot just watch everything in front of us like it's a contemplative movie. This is how change happens. Thank you so much for tuning in.